Welcome to Wolverine Reads. I'm producing director Nathaniel Quinn. Higher education is becoming more and more divisive. When we're young, we're told to go to college and get a good job. And when we graduate and go on the hunt for that job, we're told we don't have enough experience. So we spend more money for more education to gain more experience and find ourselves back at square one. Academia and the arts are no different, as we can see in Colorado playwright Kristen Katie Carlson's play, Physics for Poets, where Kristen brings to life Kay, a young woman in a PhD track. In the safe world of academia, to study is a wonderful opportunity. But after Kay returns from a tour of William Blake's haunts in England, she finds herself reflecting on whether or not she is as talented as her peers envy her for being. Is being able to research and recite as valuable as creating? Please enjoy part one of Physics for Poets by Kristen Katie Carlson, featuring the voice talents of Emma Maxfield and Ethan Lee Knowles. Genius on madness, beauty and light, beauty and light. Your work, it speaks to me, mystic in the night. Proof of magic, not recycle as I am. Heroic task gains access to the from me a civil greeting a shared moment <laughs> you can't cancel office hours well, I just did trust me you don't want to make waves with the Dean right now <laughs> he shoots <gasps> he scores <sighs> go ahead ask me why I'm in such a great mood you're always in a great mood <laughs> I'm celebrating. Have a cigar. I don't smoke. I finished my dissertation proposal. <laughs> I still don't smoke. I realize it's no big deal to you, but for me... <sighs> Hot off the presses. <laughs> I just gave a copy to Holmes. They're not even due until five. I know, <laughs> I know when they're due. You probably mailed yours in from London. Welcome back, by the way. How was it? Damp. Everybody asks about London. How am I supposed to respond? <laughs> With a witty anecdote of your choice? <laughs> For a smart girl, you really don't seem to get this conversation thing. <sighs> hey, come on, Kay. Don't rain on my parade. Oh, are you aware of how often you use cliches? <laughs> Give it up. I'm too happy to be derided today. Your criticism is falling on deaf ears. You did that just to annoy Come me. Come out to Hannigan's later. A bunch of us are getting drinks. Don't you mean getting drunk? Eh, semantics. Did, did I mention I'm trying to work here? So stop. Give it a rest. Give your colleagues a chance to catch up. <laughs> you know what people say about you. Hmm. They say you're drunk. 
on your own intellectual conceits. Ooh. Too full of yourself <laughs> to join the rabble. Ever noticed how exuberance makes you mean? Yeah, personally, I think they're jealous. They see how easy it is for you to wow the faculty. <laughs> Academics is competitive, and you're the competition. Hello? We all wanted that grant you got. People are predisposed to hate you, and your attitude doesn't help. Oh, thank you for the lesson in social dynamics. Don't you have somewhere to be? Yeah, here, in case my student shows. Look, Kay, I don't want you to be blindsided. I hear things. There are people in this department who'd love to see you taken down a bit. Like you? Hey, I'm on your side. Oh, really? Okay, I confess. Maybe I'm glad to see just a little chink in your armor. I didn't realize I was wearing any. Usually very shiny. Slightly tarnished today. Uh, hmm. A student of yours was talking to the dean this morning. I was making copies. The kid spilled his guts in the outer office. And you listened? <laughs> of course I listened. God, don't you know anything about survival on the PhD track? Look... I know it's nothing new for students to complain about you, but this kid wasn't whining because your tests are too hard or you don't grade on a curve. He said you cussed them out during today's lecture? Huh. I thought you'd want to know that you've got a rogue student spreading rumors. It's not a rumor. I think I did cuss once. Okay. So, imagine I'm a student in your class. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> I'm actually a great listener and note-taker. Of course you are. <laughs> How bad was it? Well, it started out like any other lecture. As an artist and a poet, William Blake delineated his own universe, which he populated with symbols and mythology. Note the compass in Newton's hand. For Blake, the compass is a symbol of limitation, a visual sign that humans are too often bound by what they think they know. Experience and experimentation were his teachers, not classrooms and experts. Hmm. Uh, are any of you listening? I know some of you are. <laughs> I just see you're busy taking notes. But if you actually heard what I just said, you'd get out of here and get a life. Look at you. Smart, young men and women. The best and the brightest of your generation. And you've got your heads in your books like Blake's Newton. It's not a compliment. Poor old Newton is so intent on aligning his Angles that he seems to crouch on all fours like a dumb beast. And what is it that separates us from the beasts? No, not mere intelligence, says Blake, but rather our desire to create. Poetry is not some artifact to be poked like a dead butterfly on a bug board. It's a living, breathing practice. Are you still writing this down? Don't stop it. Stop taking notes. I mean it. Right now. Put put down your pens. Damn it. This is this is not going to be on the fucking test. <sighs> the F bomb. 
Wow. What else did you pick up in London besides a more colorful vocabulary? Trivia, mostly. Did you know that the Doors got their name from a Blake line? The Doors of Perception. What gives, Kay? You're not the kind of person who spends two weeks across the pond sponsored by an elite grant collecting rock band And tell trivia. me exactly what kind of person am I? D the kind of person who breaks every curve, stuns every professor, and generally makes the rest of us in the PhD program look like a bunch of worthless slobs. I don't belong here. Wish you had gone to Oxford, where you could mingle with the intellectual elite. It rains all the time in London. Oh my god, I am so dense. You met a guy. That's why you're so distracted. You're missing some guy you met in London? Uh, you're not nearly as insightful as you think you are. Hmm, let me guess. Six foot two, dark eyes? No, you couldn't be more wrong. Which means I'm right. Fine. I met a guy. <sighs> I knew it. <laughs> Where? Oh, the church at St. James Piccadilly. Short and bald, indiscriminate eye color. He was a tour guide. You fell for a bald tour guide? <laughs> I never said I fell for anyone. I took a walking tour. That's all. God, you're cryptic. If I'd spent two weeks in London, you couldn't get me to shut up. So you took a tour? Yes. A tour of Blake's haunts. And? was haunted. Not, like, haunted. Haunted, more deserted. Abandoned. There was nothing left. No monuments or statues. None of the usual memorials. But the tour guide, he was worth the price of admission. Hmm. Looking for a remnant in the paving stones? You won't find a Mr. Blake oh, there. I'm working on a paper, actually. Just a proposal for a paper. Hmm, I see. Well, you won't get too far with that attitude. <laughs> I beg your pardon? <laughs> Just a proposal. Intellectual curiosity is all well and good. But without genuine passion, you'll always find your topics lacking and your seeking in vain. Passion. You know what Will says? Will Blake? Enthusiasm is the all in all. Follow your gut. The rest is a crock. I threw in that last bit about your gut. And the croc. He painted crockery. China, really. Oh, for Wedgwood, yes. I know. You know more than most, then. Very well. I'll take you. W where? On the tour. The usual fees apply, of course. And they don't give refunds. So I'll ask you up front if you're prepared to view the Eternal Man. Not the now-and-again flesh and bones honoured in limestone and bronze. <laughs> there are no houses. No museums preserved by the National Trust. If that's what you're after. If you're open to the spirit of the man, this is your tour, and I am your guy. So where'd he take you? On your tour? Ah, uh, church, a few neighborhoods, the cemetery where Blake was buried. To be perfectly honest, at first I thought the guy was a vagrant. Maybe he was. Could explain the lack of interesting landmarks on your tour. No, he knew too much. Quoted Blake on every corner. Kept saying things like, The eternal man liveth in imagination <sighs> alone. 
Instead liveth? <laughs> if I believed in reincarnation, I'd wonder if this guy wasn't Blake come back from another for another round. But radical as he was, even Blake didn't see life as recyclable. Every soul that ever lived still lives in the eternal realm. And every little act, word, and wish that has existed all remain still. For everything exists and not one sigh, nor smile, nor tear. One hair, nor particle of dust. Not one can pass away. Right. The eternal realm must get crowded. Not if you perceive physical space and time as constructs. Okay. If time's a construct, you've got time to come out with us tonight. What do you say? No. Give yourself a break. A little R&R's not gonna mess up your impeccably plotted career. Well, you make me sound like Machiavelli. Well, I I'm just saying, you could make yourself nuts if you don't cut loose once in a while. Oh, do you get paid to be the academic cruise director? I'm sure you don't mean to insult me, but you're really good at it. I just... my teaching load, and... Are you <sighs> really asking your students to memorize poetry? The kid in the office said you were making them do recitations. We recited poems in grade school for Yeah, heaven's sake. but this is graduate school. Precisely. So they ought to be able to do grade school work. Poetry is oral, meant to be heard. I know what oral means. But your students aren't paying tuition to do recitations. Well, what are they paying tuition for? What am I supposed to be teaching them? This is really not a good time to start questioning the meaning and value of higher education. You realize, I'm sure, that you are just two semesters and one dissertation away from your degree? Oh, thank you for the update. Despite the gap in my education when it comes to more complex mathematics, I can perform simple arithmetic. You are so defensive. And you are so invasive. Because I'm interested in people? Oh, please. You're jockeying for position just like everyone else. You would like nothing better than to see me fail. Hmm. Pretty unlikely for the High Queen of the Road scholars. Did you photocopy my record, or do you just keep it all in your head? It's a small department, Kay. Hard to keep secrets. It's petty. All this comparing and grade-mongering. Hey, I didn't create the system. And what exactly is this system designed to do? Really? We give these kids the idea that a college education is going to open the world to them. But what if it closes it? Do you think Blake would have written like he did to please a committee? Now you're talking about inspiration, not education. Did you know Blake's wife, Catherine, was illiterate when they met? I think he loved that about her. The, the idea that she was a blank slate. Innocent and full of questions. Like freshmen. Until we get a hold of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we say question authority, but what we really mean is question the sources of authority you used to know. Your parents, religion, government, and place us, the intellectuals, the experts, in authority. You're just now figuring out that higher education is a form of tyranny? Blake would hate university life. Hold for a moment, Catherine. Can you? Don't answer. Don't move. I lose your expression. Right there. You have a stillness. A piece I've never seen in a mortal face. And have you ever seen an immortal face? On occasion, when I was four, 
I saw God out my nursery window. Ooh, and what did he say? He didn't say anything. Pity. Do you believe me? I have no reason to doubt you. And no proof to confirm your faith? No, that's why it's called faith. Ah, if Miss Southam by staying clear of what is now called an education. Praise God, my parents never enforced formal schooling upon me. Perhaps they'd feared I'd tell my schoolmaster I'd learned my geography from a legion of angels. No. Did you? Genuine curiosity. Hold tight to it, dear girl, and you'll go far. How important is a degree anyway? A symbol, a piece of paper. Kay, you should really hang out with your colleagues more often. Most of us went through this particular existential crisis our first year. I am not having an existential crisis. Y you haven't turned in your paper yet, have you? Uh, Why not? I know it's done. I know you. Oh, you think you know me. Uh, uh, afraid it's not good enough? You're a lousy psychic. So clue me in. You know as well as I do, we're just jumping through hoops here. This proposal thing is not nuclear physics. No. It's English literature. You sound like Dean Holmes giving his infamous I'd respect you more if you took the Beowulf speech. Oh, <laughs> you got that speech? Oh, everybody gets that speech. A reputation must be earned, Miss Adams. One silly schoolgirl error can lead to deep and abiding questions about the extent of your commitment. Oh, I am committed, Professor Holmes. Absolutely. Your record thus far is stellar. Stellar. Precisely why I'm urging you to drop this Shakespeare for the stage class. But Shakespeare was written for the stage. It would be wiser by far to take the Beowulf intensive. We are one of the only PhD programs to insist upon mastery of Old English, and we are proud of our rigorous adherence to standards. Do you know how many words for kill there are in Old English? Slay mightily, behead thoroughly, devour entirely, strangle slowly, different words for every possible kind of grisly death. Let me guess, you took it your first year. <laughs> if I hadn't, Holmes would have dismissed me as a flighty female unworthy of his serious guidance and mentorship. So f find a different mentor. Wallace is on your committee and he thinks you can do no wrong. He won't think so after today. Just turn it in. Whatever you've got. The problem is you think you're supposed to create a masterpiece and leave here an expert. My problem... If I have one... It's none of your business. What you don't realize is that this whole academics thing is a game. You play along. That's what I do. I find out what my professors want and give it to them. Quote their favorite sources, make their pet arguments. Become a parrot. I prefer to call myself a protege. Call yourself whatever you want. But if you keep crawling into smaller and smaller academic boxes, you might just get stuck there. I leave myself a trail of breadcrumbs. Remind myself that this is only an academic exercise. No, what you do changes you. Who you listen to. Who you try to please. 
What what if Blake had stayed apprentice to Haley? Who's Haley? Exactly. <clears throat> Damn these miniatures! Brooches, hairpins, petty adornments for petty people. You've been at that tedious <sighs> workbench too Your long. Vision fails. Come away, Will. Rest your eyes. There's nothing wrong with me eyes, Catherine. Me eyes. My rigid eyesight is fine. It's my vision I've lost. <laughs> Impossible. Did you show Mr. Ailey your new painting? He wanted to know only who commissioned it. Who might find delight in such a dreary scene. Uh, he panders to his patrons. I told him that the Virgin Mary appeared to me and proclaimed it very fine. It is. Not so morbid. <laughs> the crucifixion is morbid. <laughs> <laughs> this. This what have I become? A man so diminished in power that I scarce can be seen without the aid of a glass. Reduce me farther and... And I fear I shall disappear altogether. Don't you get scared that someday you'll just evaporate into the minutiae? Hey, minutiae pays the bills. Since when does Mr. Trust Fund Baby have to worry about bills? Just because my dad has money doesn't mean I do. Dad doesn't exactly approve of my career choice. Thinks academics are parasites. What do you produce? <laughs> what do you produce? How do you expect to make a living? <laughs> Damn the money. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you do curse now. <laughs> You're the only person I've ever met who loosened up by hanging around with a bunch of Brits. It's, it's a Blake line. I'm quoting, damn the money. Yeah, well, easy for him to say. I'm working two jobs. I thought you were a party boy. It's all part of the image, part of the game. The more professors I can get stuff on, you know, seeing him drunk or hitting on some co-ed, the more power I have to secure my own future. It wouldn't kill you to learn a few of my tricks. My committee won't be swayed by tricks. Sure they will. Who's on your committee? Summers? Wallace? Dunro? If you've even touched a feminist issue, you've got Dunro in your pocket. Oh, are you kidding? I'm on her hit list for choosing a dead white guy in the first Try place. Try being a live white guy. No scholarships, mm. no special awards. Are you insinuating I got where I am because I'm a woman? Like that's easier? Or are you suggesting that I should only write about women's issues because I am one? Like, that gives me some insight into this sexual politics that drove the world 200-plus years ago? Catherine, can't you hear my brother Coffin? Bring him some tea. He appears capable of getting it himself. The tea, Kate. Very well. But I refuse to make it as strong as he likes. He uses more than his share of the tea. Enough! I'll not have us counting tea leaves time the minutes each cup steeps. Your brother is becoming a spoiled monster. On your knees and apologize. 
on your knees. I... I find it very odd to apologize to a boy to whom I've done no wrong. No! Or you'll never see my face again. Thank you for joining us for part one of Physics for Poets by Kristen Katie Carlson, featuring Emma Maxfield and Ethan Lee Knowles, directed by Nathaniel Quinn, sound engineered by Kyle Harper, theme music by Emma Maxfield, and featuring the song Sweet William, performed by Sonia Lindman. If you've been enjoying our content, please head over to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash Wolverine Reads and consider becoming a patron. We are passionate about creating and celebrating new theater. Becoming a patron helps us to continue creating and improving our craft. And from all of us at Wolverine Theatrics, thank you for listening, liking, and sharing.